0: What it do? I'm with the crew, not new. I thought you knew, thought I was falling off. Blessings keep on
1: falling through. Oh, don't panic, dog. Bro, a boo. I can't lose. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Josh So Focused,
0: and I'm French, the bro host, and welcome to.
1: The Next Take
0: podcast. The, 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 the Next Take podcast. And you should know that we're a weekly podcast where we cover the most intriguing Knicks news of the week. If you want to find us on our socials, you can check us out first on Twitter at the Nick's Take. Then shoot over to YouTube and search Nick's Take videos. You'll also be able to find us on Instagram at the Nick's Take and lastly, we'd appreciate a follow on Facebook at Nick's Take Media.
1: All right. So, as you all know, NBA draft just happened, mm-hmm. and we put a lot of prep work, we put a lot of time into researching all of the potential draftees that the Knicks could take at picks 19, at 21, and 32.
0: And the Knicks didn't draft not one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of them hours of work. I think between the two of us I'm the only person Did I have Deuce? Yeah, Deuce was my 32. I
0: did research on him but I didn't talk about him. Probably, I think but I'm did. saying
1: as as a guy who I thought the Knicks should pick up yeah. at that at that point. I right. think Deuce was my 32. I I don't remember. But yeah, out of the 8, 9 or 10 guys that we said yeah, not one of them outside of Deuce me.
0: <laughs> All the hours of Sharif Cooper that I had to pour into my brain, my poor brain. It's whatever though. What we can do so, is yeah. dive right in now into the the, the uh, prospects that we did end up drafting.
1: And we're gonna start with the with the last pick, and we're gonna move our way up to the picks that <laughs> we'll get into those picks later. But we're gonna go from fifty eight and moving down. To the other picks. Yeah, and so, the
0: Knicks picked up 6'10 power forward with a 7'4 wingspan. Jericho Sims with the 58th pick in this draft. And <clears throat> if you don't know much about him, he's a defensive-minded big man with very little offensive capabilities. He uh, measured a 44-inch vertical at the combine, so that means that he's a really freak athlete for a big man. I I was struggling to find a comparison for him. He reminded me of like but he's big though, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a lot stronger than Mitch. And <clears throat> he jumps at the gym like I, I thought of Kenny Wooten, but Kenny Wooten's not that big either. But
1: I, I would say I would say just sh- strong Mitch, but both the only reason why the only difference, nah, there's not even really a difference. Mitch is injury prone. Mm. Reason why Jericho Sims probably got drafted so low. Injury prone, missed mm-hmm. a lot of games, but super athletic. 6'10, Mitch is a few inches taller than him, but it, they're both Paul is lengthy. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, we don't, I, I, I
0: don't know. What we, what we do know yeah. is that he's not a shooter at all which is probably what led to him being drafted so low. He's he's a non-threat from 3, he's a bad free throw shooter, mm-hmm. but he's a reliable rim runner. He's a stud on the defensive end. He spent 4 years in college which makes him 22 years old, and he could potentially very well be our Nnelson's replacement cuz it sounds like Nerlands is trying to get paid in this offseason. And I could definitely see Jericho Sims slotting in at the backup five.
1: So we're going to, we're going to come back to Jericho Sims with some of the Knicks news, unless you want to talk about that, that Knicks news now, French. You want to talk about it now? Or you want to save that for later? Cause it kind of relates, it kind of relates to Jericho Sims, but they, there actually a we could talk
0: about it. M- okay. Mitch to the Knicks just offered Mitchell Robinson the qualifying offer, which makes him a restricted free agent this year. And he'll be an unrestricted free agent next year, unless we somehow work on an agreement.
1: That you're phrasing that wrong, French. He's not a restricted free agent this year. He, he, we have picked up his option is his qualifying or offer. Let me say that again. We have, we have confirmed the qualifying offer, which means he's going to get paid one point oh, something million oh, my for this upcoming season. And he will be unrestricted, an unrestricted free agent when the season is over, which means that if he has a great season, Knicks are probably losing him to a team who wants to offer him Big money. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have a great season, the Knicks can pick him up for cheaper than whatever, but they probably won't, which is why they probably chose to pick Jericho Sims at the 58th pick. Somebody who can replicate some of, some of the things that he brings to the team from the five spot. Rim running big, can block, just plays around the rim and dunks. Now, as... As a result of no sorry, not as a result of, alongside the fact that they picked up Mitch's qualifying offer, they also waived Norvell Pell, which I have to believe is tied to the Jericho Sims pick. Yeah. Because there's not enough room for Mitch, Jericho Sims, mm-hmm. Obi Toppin, Norvell Pell. So the fact that they waived Norvell. Means that either Jericho Sims is going to go to the G League and they're going to give Obi some minutes at the five, or they'll split minutes at the five between the two of them, mm-hmm. or Jericho Sims will be our backup five with Obi continuing to come off the four, off the bench at the four. Mm-hmm.
0: Or Jericho Sims can very likely just be a G League candidate who's going to spend a lot of the year. Working to become the backup or the third string center based on what happens in free agency. We, we can't really s- predict it right now, but <clears throat> once we get a look at him in Summer league, we'll get a better idea of what type of
1: role he'll get. I, I, I have a feeling that, I, I have a feeling that the re, them waving Pell so close to the draft, it has to mean that they intend to give Jericho Sims some minutes, but I don't know, you know, with some of the other picks that we have there, I don't see them playing three rookies under Tom Thibodeau. I, I, unless one of these other guys that we picked isn't getting minutes. I don't know. What do you think, French? Well, I'm I'm not like, <clears throat> I like
0: norvel Pell. And him getting waved doesn't really tell me a lot. To be honest, it doesn't really tell me a lot because he was a third string center and he wasn't going to get any burn for the rest of the season anyway. So or for next season anyway. And in the minutes that he did provide for us this season, I didn't really see nothing that felt like he deserved a contract outside of the first few games that he did play when he we was an relied on him backup. Yeah, he was an emergency backup and I feel like Jericho Sims could probably be a, a much more reliable version than that. But <clears throat> enough about Jericho Sims. Let's move on to our 36th pick where we drafted the elite defensive combo guard who actually developed into a much better scorer and he goes by the name of Deuce McBride. I mean, that's not his real name. It is now. Now that he's a guard, <laughs> he 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 done earned his name. And I see I see a hybrid like combo guard, defensive guard, and he reminds me of Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday a little bit. Best case scenario, with a better handle and a much more consistent scorer. He's six two with a six nine wingspan. Think about that. A six two point guard with a six nine wingspan has elite lateral quickness and a high motor does not he does a lot of damage on the in the mid range shoots 41% from 3 he's not an elite playmaker but he makes a bunch of the right reads as a lead guard and his role very well could end up being end up being him as the first guard off the bench especially if IQs are starter this year and if we don't sign a a high level point guard in free agency what about you? What, you? what do you, what do you, what do you see about Deuce McBride? I
1: like his game a lot. So, M- Miles, I think that's his first name. Miles Deuce, which is his nickname, McBride. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had him mocked going earlier. A lot mm. of people had him mocked going to 21. Now, we didn't broach this topic, but we got Deuce at 36. How did we get him at 36? Well, the Knicks traded their 32nd pick to Oklahoma City for the 34th and the 36th pick. Mm -hmm. And when we got there, when we got to 32, and I was hype. I was like, all right, there's a lot of dudes left (laughs) on the table. Let's see who they're going to pick. Mm -hmm. And then I'm by this point I'm looking at the Twitter cuz I'm like yo I better not see that they traded away this pick. And, lo oh, and you were watching Twitter? They I added, well after the first pick No, after the 21st pick? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like no, nah, I can't do this. I got to I got to look at Twitter now
0: cuz yeah. I can not I
1: can't be doing this. Yeah. So the same so exact that, thing so when I so minute. I when I when we got to the 32nd pick, I was like, "All right, we traded it. 34th and 36th. Deuce when we got got here, I was I figured that we probably would go this route. I figured we probably go this route because some of the other guys that I liked, I just didn't see the Knicks trading back to pick them and gambling with the with the possibility of losing guys who would be top twenty. I think that they moved back because they knew that a guy would be there, and Deuce is a very was a very high candidate for me to be there at that point. Mm-hmm. I I like him. He's very reliable. We talked. We talked about him in the last pod, and I don't expect much. Really, surprise everyone. We didn't pick Sharif Cooper. We didn't pick. We didn't pick up Jared Butler. Right. Obviously, if we picked up Deuce McBride, you know that we didn't pick up a, a, a guy who could be a point guard for us, because Deuce McBride is a is a point guard. Is gonna is gonna be the point guard either whether it be off the bench or if he's good enough it'll be to start. Mm-hmm. I don't see Deuce being a starter. I could. I don't. I don't see it. I think that he has. He's gonna have a long career. I think he'll pick up starter minutes. I think he'll be good enough to pick up starter minutes. Do I think that he's going to be? A Trey Young, like one of the – like, do I think he's going to be – not even Trey Young because Trey Young is obviously one of the best point guards in the league. But do I think he's going to be a starting point guard? Like, that's your – all right, we got him locked up. Now that's our point guard of future. I don't see him doing – I don't see him being that guy. I think that he's a guy who's going to come off the bench. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, he's hopefully getting- he – Hopefully, he'll, in a couple of years, I'll be looking at him as one of the core five on this team. But I think he's just a guy that we picked up who we, is going to show promise, is going to pick up value in the free agency market, excuse me, in the trade market. And once we find somebody who we want to trade for, he might be one of those pieces that we could include, or he'll be one of the pieces to come off the bench when we do make that trade. But do I think that the Knicks look at him as the point guard of the future? I don't.
0: I'm not ready to trade away my draft picks from two days
1: ago already. I'm not talking about whether (laughs) I'm ready or not. I'm just speaking to what I think the thought process was behind. Like if we picked up Sharif Cooper, I think that we pick up Sharif Cooper with the intention of him being a potential starting point guard for us. I don't think that he would start first in year one or two. But I think that the vision would be, you pick him up, you might maybe sign a point guard to kind of ease him into that role because he has an elite talent. Mm -hmm. Deuce McBride is not elite really at at anything when it comes to what you need to be a starting point guard. And you said he has elite lateral quickness. Yeah, so the, the defense is great right but to be your starting point guard your star point guard passing uh, creation shooting these are the things that you need and i don't think that we've seen anything as of yet to be like yeah that yeah deuce deuce is going to be that guy in 3 in 3 years 3 4 or 5 Can we develop him into that? 100%. And I hope we do. And I hope he proves me wrong. But I think that the thought process of this was he's going to be our backup point. We're either going to pick up a free agent or he's going to be our third string point if we bring back D. Rose. I don't think the intention, I don't think the pick was for him to be the starting point guard in the future. I think it was. He's gonna be a good player. He's gonna be a guy who's gonna be good and we need to pick up as many good players as we can for as cheap as we can, and that's why we picked him up at thirty six.
0: Yeah, I was kinda of upset when we drafted him, but <clears throat> after watching a lot of like a lot of film on him and the other guys we drafted, it wasn't hard for me to talk myself into becoming a fan. And you don't need to have like elite playmaking and all type of elite playmaking skills to be a starting point guard in the league. I feel like Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry, and all these other guys who excel in other areas of the game but can still provide enough of the playmaking and enough of mm-hmm. just being a point guard, doing all the things that you need from your, your starting point guard. If you could provide just enough of that to get over and bring... Your talents with, with with the things that we drafted you for, if you can excel in those areas enough to earn a starting position,
1: I don't see what would be holding him back. And well, The thing is that we know he could do these things in college. When he makes that transition to the NBA, it, how much of that is going to hold true? And that's why like, I like him seeing that a guy has an elite talent somewhere because that's going to translate maybe they won't maybe they won't be the top anymore once they reach the nba but they'll be up there so where you have something to hang your hat on when you get in the nba i can't say that i know outside of maybe the defense maybe the defense he can hang his hat on when he comes to the nba but again he's six shooter too He's yes, he is a shooter, forty one percent shoot, but he only just got to that forty one percent. Like don't matter. It, it's not been consistent throughout his entire college career either. It, it's been an upward trajectory. Now, with that said, Say the same by all his his trajectory is the same one that Donovan Mitchell had before he came into the league, where he came. I, I said this before. He's been in other active in other sports. He played football. He doesn't have a ton of basketball history so it could be a, a thing where it's like okay because he hasn't focused solely on basketball we don't have no all he has to give he has a lot he still has upside which i've heard in other podcasts is yeah he still has a lot even though he's an older player he still has a lot of upside he doesn't have that much basketball years he doesn't have a lot of basketball time the same way that some of these other guards do he could still be something he could still be the point starting point guard i I'm willing to accept that. I'm not completely shutting the door on that. I just don't think that when the Knicks made this pick, that that's what they had in mind. Now it's on him to show them, all right, you picked me. Thank you. Now let me show you what I can do. Now let me make you consider me being a starting point guard.
0: That's what I expect. That's exactly what I expect. But enough about Miles McBride. Unless you guys are
1: anything else you want to add. Nah, let's get to the man that's on the screen behind me. 34th pick. The Lithuanian draft... And
0: stash point guard. Rocus Jokubitis. Like I said that, right? Said it perfectly on a money. He's a very talented playmaker and shooter. Six you about to you about to just cut me off and just be like, I don't know if you said it right, right? Yeah, I know. Hater. Six <laughs> four and six nine waistband, but lacks strength and he's not a great athlete. Can play either guard spot, but he's a skilled passer, similar to Jose Calderon. Being that this appears to be Draft and Stash. I don't really, <clears throat> I didn't really do much research on him. I know that he's going to be overseas in Lithuania playing for, is it Lithuania he's going to be playing? I don't even remember. I just know he's going to yeah. be overseas with um a, a member of the Knicks scouting training staff. They're going to have one of them out there in the same area watching him. So I think that we, we picked him just to have another valuable trade asset. What about you? <laughs>
1: He is a Lithuanian professional basketball player for FC Barcelona mm. of the Spanish Liga ACB. So that is where he will be playing, I believe. Now, when we made this pick, I was like, "I, I thought we traded. I thought he was going to go later than thirty-two. So I never, like, really looked him up. But I did see that in some mocks, he did go in the first round." But nothing that I saw really made him stand out to me. So once we yeah. picked him, I had to go watch and I everything I saw looked good. Yeah. It, you know, the, the a lot of the same things that he he was praised for, the passing and all that stuff, was like, okay, this is kind of the same thing. Like, okay, he's a very he's a very good playmaker. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same reasons I wanted us to pick Sharif Cooper is the same reasons I would want to pick him. Yeah, the, the main difference is he can shoot. <laughs> yes, he can he, shoot, and he he's, tall. Yeah, he's and tall. He's alert. tall, he, Yeah, he's 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 point guard size, right. six four.
0: With a six eight wingspan? No, no, no. I'm bugging. My bad. That's a uh, six nine wingspan.
1: Now, he's not a he's not a great athlete, as you've as you've said.
0: Which you don't need to be as a point guard. He
1: doesn't need to be. All he really needs to be able to do is get two feet in the paint
0: mm-hmm.
1: and make the pass, and, and if there's nobody guarding him, make the layup. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little conflicted because he's drafting stash, which means that we won't really get to see him on with a Knicks jersey on until At least next this season. Year. Yeah, and that means that next season we may have. Maybe a little bit of logjam at point guard if considering Deuce McBride, could play Was a thirty-six pick. He could, but you got right. And right maybe now we Rokas could play Deuce. the two 2 We got Deuce. We got Rokas. Mm-hmm. We, got we, got Rokas. Mm-hmm. we got Luca Vildoza. who's not a point guard. He's a combo guard. Yeah, He's, but you, you also put him at the got, three, and we got Emmanuel Quickly, who, who 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 are four guys who we want to be able to play play make, who cannot play the three they all can play together though but none of them can play we're not going to ask in any of those guys to play the three they're all going to either be the one or they're going to be the two yeah but who's what shooting guards do we have on this team i'm not worried about shooting like we needed shooting guards which is why i'm i'm happy with the draft i'm happy with this draft i'm just looking forward into next season okay next season we're going to already have quickly we're going to have deuce we're going to have we're gonna have the next pick that we're gonna talk about. Yeah, we didn't talk a, about
0: him yet. You that's a lot of
1: guys. That's a lot of guys that we are gonna have in a contract. Which means that I am thinking that we haven't even done free agency yet. So who are we gonna who are we gonna sign in free agency? Like it's it's just a little bit of a logjam and a lot of younger guys for next season. Mm-hmm. You know, we got R and RJ also. RJ also would be playing the two. So yeah, but he's playing. He's going to be starting the three most likely. Absolutely, he will. But that, I'm just pointing it out that you have a lot of guys, a lot of young guys at those spots, and we have a coach who doesn't really, who tends to not like to play younger guys. Somebody's going to go. Somebody, somebody's going to go either in a trade or their Luca is not going to get his uh, contract picked up. Is he? Because I think he has some unguaranteed years. Something's going to happen. And there's a, a lot of these guys are very talented and I want to see them grow, but I don't know. I don't know who to attach my my heart to because All you know them. that somebody is not going to, somebody's not long for, somebody's not long for this team. Well, and
0: the safe thing to do is to not get your heart strings attached to the overseas drafted stash point guard. Well, but everybody else, I feel like it's safe too because Tibbs played a, a huge role in drafting these players, so. He just, I don't he think just he's seems gonna lay, he just seems good side. enough.
1: He just seems good enough to be, even with these other guys, to just earn a spot on this team. And I mean, we won't know until he gets here, so I guess that's a problem for another day. But yeah, it's just we'll something see him, to keep keep our eye on. We'll probably
0: see him next year in summer league. Right. But until then, you know who we're gonna see a lot of? That number twenty fifth pick. Which this, Oh, you you want to know who it was? Oh, number 25. We we traded back from 19. We traded out from 19, actually, to get a future first round pick. And then we traded the 21 pick to go back and get the 25th pick and something else. I guess a future second or a future first.
1: We we traded 21 for 25 and a future second, which will be coming from, which is Detroit's second round pick in 2024.
0: Hmm. And that's going to be after the high school. High school is going to be allowed to come into the draft. Potentially. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet. No. Nah, they said the 2023 draft is going to be the double deck draft because that's going to be the first year for the high schoolers to be okay. eligible to get drafted. Okay. But not to get too sidetracked. The 25th pick we made was 6'5 wing with a 6'8 wingspan. Sniper from three. Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes. Potential three-level scorer, but also does a lot of damage from th- on the defensive end. And he also has a beautiful shot that helped him shoot forty percent from three on seven attempts per game. Struggled attacking the rim, which led to a lot of pull-ups when he when he attempted to create shots for himself. But he also showed the ability to score coming off pin downs and nail step-back jumpers. He also moves really well without the ball, knocks down open jumpers more times than not, and when you see he's wide open in the corner wide open at the top of the key, like, you just have faith that it's going to go in. Because his shot just, it doesn't touch the rim. When you see him make a three, just watch. It does not touch the rim. It's going to go straight through the net. And then, on top of that, his defense is elite. That's the one thing that I'm confident is going to translate outside of his shooting is the defense And I'm just really excited about this pick. I didn't love the draft that we had at first because of the fact that I felt like we took a lot of safe, defensive players who can shoot, but not a lot of star upside. upside. But when you watch Quentin Grimes back, go watch like his draft combine. That's his most recent play. And just watch him play there. He was doing all the things that they said he couldn't do. He was looking like he could play to one. And he says he studies Devin Booker and Jamal Murray and one other guy. You you heard that quote? Those That's are the not. three guys that he studies the most. I'm going to find out for you in a second. But when you just think about that, because he says that they are the most similar to him, his play style. And when you have a war, a, a guy who's a, a a gym rat, a workhorse, and he's studying all-stars who are – Making their way to become superstars, you just gotta. I found it, by the way. Who was the third guy? Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. Those are the three guys he's studying. He's taking all his. He, he's gonna take all the knowledge that he needs to gain, and he's gonna gain it from those three. And in, in the film room, and that just makes you feel more encouraged than not. And I, I I don't know what else to say. I just really really enjoy these picks that we made. I love Quentin Grimes' game. I love the way he is so confident in his shooting ability. So I'm excited to see what these guys are going to look like next in the next two weeks in Summer League.
1: Before the draft, did you have Quentin Grimes going before or after Deuce?
0: <laughs> after. I think everybody had him after. I thought he would be like a late first round, second round pick.
1: I did too. And that's probably because I didn't watch any draft combine footage of him and I didn't really I, I thought he was going to go later than 25 so yeah. I, I, I I'm i trying to I don't think he ended up on my big board I think I f- flirted with the idea of adding him on and then I was like mm, I, I haven't studied him enough so I'm not going yeah, to
0: yeah same I didn't have him high I, if I did have him on at all
1: I don't know. I I think I need to watch up on him a little bit more because I think some of the concerns that I had about him had to do with not really seeing much from college that I felt like I could hang my hat on. I was like, okay, three and D. I don't know if he's one of the top five three and D guys or not top five, but top three three and D guys in this draft. He's what, six five? He's not not particularly tall. He doesn't have he only has a three inch difference between his height and his wingspan. I don't know how much to really be excited about Quentin Grimes. Now you gotta watch the it's tea. a good pick. It's a good pick. I I do think that the potential is there for him to make people eat their words. And make people consider, I mean, okay, maybe he actually should have been a lot higher in the draft.
0: <clears throat> you want to see something funny?
1: What's up? I
0: had Deuce McBride at twenty five and Quentin Grimes right beneath him at twenty six.
1: Mm. <laughs> is that the is that the same message you texted me?
0: Yeah, I, uh, my I, I'm pretty order. sure I put draft I'm pretty
1: order. sure I put your draft order up on on the on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, so y'all can y'all can go and see that yeah but Plank you gotta watch if you're gonna when you're gonna start watching
0: the film on him you gotta start with the combine because that's the most recent footage that, you, that, that that we have on him and he was doing his thing he he was the best player in each of the scrimmages that he took took part in mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I recall hearing him and bones both had great did a lot of great things for their stock in this draft in the combine yeah. when it came to the scrimmages Remind me that I said that because mm-hmm. I I actually want to kind of bring that bring this back to Sharif Cooper after we talk about the next pick. But so, oh, actually, not the next pick. The next uh, guy that we signed who was undrafted because Quentin Grimes is, was the first pick that we had because we traded away the nineteenth pick, as French stated earlier. And after the draft concluded. Mm-hmm.
0: The New York Knicks also signed 22-year-old 6'8 Clemson power forward, Amir Sims. And he's another one of them guys that I didn't want to get too attached to. I watched a little film on him, and he seemed to be a playmaking wing. And he's going to be another summer league, G League prospect that we're going to just have to keep our eyes on. I'd rather watch him in summer league than to watch film on him, honestly. I'm not even going to lie to you. He's a project. I, I I haven't watched him enough to say anything. I just know from what I saw, he's a really good playmaker and he's tall with a 6'11 wingspan. That's enough for me to be <laughs> sold. I'm sold. I want to see you in Summer League now. I don't want to see you in college.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know enough about Amir Sims. I, I would assume that if you're 6'8 with a 6'11 wingspan and you're called a playmaking wing... That there must be a lot of flaws to your game. Oh, I'll uh, he's 22 years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the fact that you have made it, uh, the potential is more theoretical than probable. Yeah, he's probably going to end up going to G League and working on his game there until it's at some acceptable level. Maybe the Knicks make a trade and then, okay, now we bring him up because we've seasoned him enough and now he can play with the big boys. That's kind of what I'm thinking about, Mr. Sims. Well, we I w- I, I'm, well, I don't mean to cut
0: you off, but we also have to Go keep ahead. in mind that this draft was very deep. So there's going to be a lot of prospects who in other drafts would have gone in the second round but this second round just wasn't a normal second round there were so many first round prospects that dropped to the second round which left guys like amir sims to go undrafted which left guys like alex onto to go undrafted which left guys like vron's blue the, the the uh Franz english yeah he went undrafted and he's not even gonna be able to play in the nba or get a contract because he, he signed an overseas contract with one of the european teams that Because he didn't get drafted, that means he can't accept the NBA contract after the draft. So there's a lot of talent that went undrafted. So I'm not going to count Amir Sims out, but I'm just I'd rather see him in summer league to see what he does on the NBA level.
1: So as you as you hinted at, there was a lot of talent in this draft. Yeah, we mentioned the 19th pick, but we kind of just glossed over the fact that. The Knicks ended up not making a pick. They traded the pick for a future first from the Charlotte Hornets. Now, when I heard that the trade was made, I initially wasn't happy. What? Well, what about you? You don't go too long. Just how'd you feel about it once you saw that we traded it away for a future first? I was upset. Okay. And then they were like, well, the Knicks weren't going to bring anybody in anyway. Oh, excuse me. They weren't going to bring more than two or three guys to play on this roster anyway. Which I said, yeah, that's true. They probably didn't like see guys that they liked at this spot. Or they knew that whoever they wanted would be later. I said, okay, yeah, that's true. I guess I should wait and see. And then... I looked at the actual trade. They traded a protect. They traded away this pick for a protected pick next season. Top 18 protected. The following season is what? Top 16? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know yeah. the specifics. I just know that it's each top, of the three first round picks are
1: protected heavily. Well, yes. And then once, if it gets to 2025 and we still haven't gotten that pick, it becomes two second rounders. That off-rip that off just kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth. Because,
0: Why? It's still a first-round pick.
1: I would rather they had just been all lottery protected, honestly.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean we wouldn't be able to trade it. It's still going to be considered an asset.
1: 100%. 100%. 100%.
0: If you tack you it tr- on with a bunch of other first-round picks, the protections ain't going to matter. It, it
1: just kind of... It it just kind of reeks of unpreparedness, I guess. Really? Yeah. I'm going to say that. I I think that they thought that either we're going to trade up or we're either going to trade up or somebody that we want is going to fall to us at 19. And the fact that you, worst case scenario if you have to keep if you don't make a trade and you have to make a pick ne- next season the best that you could do is 19 that's already not equal value because we know that this season the draft talent this is one of the most talent loaded drafts if the past what 10 years you would say yeah this is one of the most ta- loaded so for you to not make the pick make a pick there a- at 19 it's okay. Maybe, uh, maybe we could draft later. Okay. Maybe we can get value. I don't think that the value is equal there. 19 this season and or 19 for this draft and 19 for next draft. I, it, I could be wrong. Maybe a lot of guys could come out next year and it could be a similar thing. This is a very weird draft, but yeah, yeah. from what we know now, I don't think that you can, co- you can go into into next year and say, oh, 19, we're going to get somebody good. Whereas this year, I was like, yeah, there's going to be somebody that I like that's on the board. And there was. There were several guys at 19 who I really liked. Mm-hmm. I guess the, ne- the Knicks, it wasn't the same for them, which, okay, I trust them. But I think that y- you have to at least make me feel like the pick that you're getting back is going to be somewhat equal value. I think even if it was... I think if it was 16, I would be able to talk myself be like, all right, you got a little bit better value out of that. Yeah. Maybe it'll still be 19 or whatever, but just to know that you don't even have the option of if the Hornets get the 16th, get the 16th pick, you can't even get that pick. I don't like that at all. Regardless of whether you trade it away or whatever. I just don't think that the value in and of itself is even because if you don't have a trade now, you're now you're, what are you going to punt it down the line again? Like, you don't have many options at that point. I feel like there's always a trade out there.
0: And that's what this, this team has proved. I felt like they had a list of prospects that they liked. And at 19, when they saw all the guys that they really wanted were gone, Moody. That's exactly uh, what happened. Yeah. They just didn't want to just swing and take a Jalen Johnson and eat up more of the cap. They just said, you know what? To save cap space, we're going to trade these two picks and get the guys that we actually do do like and would want to bring on board. I feel like they had a plan and this was plan B. I,
1: th- I think this this is not plan B. I think this was plan C or D. But how? The, they I, they came I, up the, with assets I, as I, well I, as getting their guys. Yes, yes, they did. They did. I I I just don't think that they thought that that was what was going to happen. And because I think that if the if the trade was on the table before the draft even started, you, the protections would be a lot better. It's just about the protections for me. Like, can I quibble about the fact that they punted it down the line with the 19th pick? Yeah, I could quibble with it. But as I was going to explain after I said that, I think that it kind of reeks of unpreparedness. There was nobody that was picked before Quentin Grimes that I was like, damn, I wish the Knicks would have picked them instead. Like, by the time it got to by the time it got to Quentin Grimes, it was like, okay, do I did I really think that? Any of these guys, if the Knicks picked them, they were either gonna play or that I would really like them on this team. No, not really. Like I like Keon Johnson, but I don't think he would have gotten a lot of burn on this team. I think that they would have tried to pick up I think they would have tried to pick up somebody to actually be the starting guy and then you would have had quickly coming off the bench or Vildoza or whatever. I don't I, I don't know how much they would have put into developing Keon. And I, I don't remember who else was picked, but it wasn't anybody that I was. Kai Jones with the nineteenth pick. Oh, Jalen Johnson, Kai Jalen Jones. Jalen Johnson at twenty. Yep. Yeah, like, I, like, I, okay. I was, okay. I was cool on them. I think that they're. I think that o- overall they would be really good picks, just not for this team. So I'm okay with the fact that the Knicks pushed pushed their both of their nineteen and twenty one picks, which I'm going to get into the twenty one the 21 trade next i'm okay with the the fact that they pushed both of those picks and picked up a guy at 25 because ultimately they ended up with four picks even though they traded away one for a future one Mm -hmm. i just don't if i look at that in a vacuum 19 how that trade came about i don't i i can't say i I like that by itself i would probably give it a d i would give that trade a d just because I don't think they got back equal value for it. They got value for it, which is great. It's better than nothing. It's better than picking a guy that you're not going to play. Better than picking a guy who's just going to flame out. It, it's better than there was. There was a worse alternative. So they're not. It's not a failing grade for them.
0: But I think they did, I think they did the best that they could in the circumstances that were provided to them.
1: I don't know. I just feel like I've. They could have got a pick from somebody else, even if it was a good team, and have it more lightly protected. I've, I would have enjoyed that more than getting a pick from the Hornets, who I think are still going to be bad or mediocre. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that one of these picks are going to convey. I don't think we're going to get two seconds. But
0: you also have to think about the fact that they made four first round picks. No, no, no. Three first. No, I'm bugging. Two first round picks and two second round picks that all seem to be <clears throat> players who are going to be on the roster next year and actually receive playing time. On draft night, there was two teams that I envied the most and Charlotte was one of them because they drafted Booknight, Kai Jones, Scotty Lewis, who I liked. Scotty Lewis is from the Bronx. Like I, I, I've seen him play and... Jt Thor, who played with Sharif Cooper, and I just saw a lot of potential with him too. And I just was like, I, I was wishing that we had that kind of draft. But when you think about it realistically, if you have four rookies who expect to play a lot of minutes, your team is just probably not going to be that good.
1: It's most so, definitely <clears throat> not going to be that good. So especially I, I, when your best player is going to is was just a rookie last year. Exactly.
0: So I see this 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 pick. Probably not being able to be conveyed because of the fact that their picks are not going to fall past 18. They're going to be in the lottery again next year. So, yeah, it probably wasn't the best pick that we could have gotten in that moment. But when you're on a clock, you're on a clock and you got to make the trade or make the pick. And if that was the best deal on the table, then I understand why they had to do it. But I'd still be happier with a first round pick than a draft pick at 19. That's going to eat up a lot of the cap more so yeah. than 25. So I, I don't I, really have nothing how, com- to complain about.
1: Yeah. You and me are essentially saying the th- same thing. I just will complain <laughs> because I think that, I, I think that if you're in a if you, if you have the opportunity to try to get equal value, then you should. And they were in a position. And I think that they just kind of got caught flat footed. And then this was the best that they could do in this, under the circumstances. And that's just my view. I, I think that the way they handled the draft in total, they get a B-plus, maybe an A-minus, despite the fact that I think that they could have done a better job with 19. Whether they could have traded down with Oklahoma City or something, I don't know what they could have done. Maybe gotten future multiple future firsts, or I don't know what they could have done. Maybe not multiple future firsts, but multiple picks. But I just feel he like that, when I look at that trade by itself, it's like, you're not getting back equal value for that. And I'm not so sure that Charlotte is going to ter- definitely be terrible next season. I think there is a path for them to be okay next season. It's possible. But, you know, uh, how, who knows? I just think that the fact that it's top 18 protected or whatever it is, just kind of,
0: yeah. I don't like that. And when I said Charlotte was one of the teams that I envied on draft night, the other team that I was so envious
1: of, take a guess. Me? I don't need to take a guess because I know who the other team was.
0: (laughs) The Atlanta Hawks. (laughs) The team that drafted Sharif Cooper at the 48th slot in his draft in the second round. And Jalen Johnson with the 20th pick. I was pissed. That's probably why I fell asleep and I couldn't to, I couldn't see Jericho Sims get picked. Because I was just so... Once Sharif got, went to the Hawks, the team that just knocked us out of the playoffs. And the guy that <laughs> is going to be starting over him is the guy that everyone compared him to. It's just like, bro, we get no break. We get no break. But when I woke up the next morning, I felt a lot better about this draft. And I'm happy with what we got. <clears throat> so... If there's nothing so, else draft-related to talk about.
1: Nah, I, I was going to comment on, on that. Uh, the, the fact that Atlanta got Reef. Hmm. Yeah, you feel uh, ju- that? Before I say that, I I gave a grade, but I'm going to take my grade back. I'm going to judge. I'm going to say that the Knicks draft grade right now Is to be determined. I'm going to give them an incomplete because. It's going to be dependent on several things. It's going to be dependent on. Who we pick up in free agency. It's going to be dependent on. Who ends up being the best two way wing from this draft. Mm -hmm. it's going to be dependent on who ends up being the best point guard from this draft. Okay. And the second one is not going to matter so much because I think that all of the best two-way wings got selected before Quentin Grimes. And I don't think that there's going to be a two-way wing that got picked after Quentin Grimes that I'm going to be like, damn, we could have had him and we didn't. And I don't think that there's going to be a two-way wing that got picked. Hmm. I don't know if there's going to be a two-way wing that got picked between 19 and 24 that I'm going to feel like is going to definitely outplay Quentin Grimes. But, if there is a if there's a two-way wing that got picked up that we could have got that's going to be an indictment and and you get you got to that grade that 20 that pick that Quentin Grimes quick that Quentin Grimes pick you got to give him a lower grade if we could have had somebody better for this team that we didn't select because we wanted him and then the other one the point guard we We had so many opportunities to pick point guards. And even by the time we got to the 36th pick, Sharif Cooper was still on the board. Jared Butler was still on the board. And of course, Deuce was so you had, so you were, if you were going to pick a point guard, you had your option of three and you chose Deuce. And that tells you how they feel about him. Absolutely. It does. But value defense more than all that other stuff. Absolutely, but Jared Butler gives you defense too.
0: Yeah, but he also had a, a pre-existing heart condition.
1: Absolutely. So they, but wouldn't, he wouldn't got cleared. He got he got he got cleared, and and if you all, it doesn't take much research to see that he yeah he got screened for that coming into college too, and he got cleared in college too. So that's yeah, but twice. He's reason he
0: fell so far.
1: Yeah, that is the reason he fell so far. But if you're picking up a point guard, you have to pick the best option, right? Okay, and this is gonna. I have another point in regards to the draft, and it's gonna be more Sharif specific. If Jared Butler ends up getting minutes and playing really well, and ends up being one of the best point guards in this draft, that, in that's going to be a failing right? grade. That's going to be a failing grade. I don't remember. I think it was Denver. It's either Denver, it, it's or a, Utah. It's a, it, yeah, it's it's a really it's a good team. It might be Utah. It, if he has, if he ends up playing really well. Uh, That's gonna that's gotta be an indictment on 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 management because you had the opportunity to pick him, you had the opportunity to pick Sharif, and you had Deuce has to play better than both of those guys. He has to. He's gonna get minutes. I'm not I'm not really too concerned that he's that he's but there is a chance that he doesn't get minutes, and that's gonna kind of have to play into that grade as well. if he doesn't get minutes, then whoever we would have picked wouldn't get minutes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But all that is going to play a factor into what the grade is for for, for, for all of these picks. It's going to be dependent on who gets the minutes, who, play, who plays well, because there's a lot of talent that the Knicks just opted not to pick. Opted not to choose these guys, opted to move back in the draft so that they could pick who they picked, and now you have to you have to see what happens and see how that how that plays out. And once we see how that plays out, you could be mad because you the Knicks made themselves made that happen. Not not oh these guys got picked before we could. No, you had the opportunity at nineteen, twenty one, twenty five, thirty two, thirty four, thirty six. You had the opportunity to pick who you wanted at these spots.
0: And why are you looking for a reason to be mad? I'm happy with who we got.
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm happy, I'm happy too, but I'm just, I've you know, like never, no, because I'm not ever going to be the guy who just is like, yeah, I'm happy with whatever we got. Like, no, I, I'm yeah, going to look at the good. The good is office. that we got, the good is that we got all guys who I think are going to be contributors in an NBA level. Mm-hmm. That, that, I'm going to readily admit that we got guys that I think are going to contribute. I would hope that this front office knows who's going to contribute. Who I would hope that this front office is good enough to make that decision and to and to especially to move back to yeah. move back to pick these guys. I would hope parents. that they have enough intel to do that. But if you have that much intel, I better not see some of these other guys that you could have picked. Even when you move back, you could have picked them and you chose not to. I better not see none of these guys pop more than the guys that you picked, because that means that somebody didn't do their job properly. And And I would have, and I will have a right to be mad about that later down the line. That's all it is. I'm not going to be like, Oh, everything was great. whatever. And then down the line, I'm going to be like, Oh, why didn't we pick this guy? Cause I didn't say it's from jump. I'm saying it from jump. Now I will be mad if reef or Jared Butler ends up being better, got better players than everybody that we picked. I will be 100% because I knew because I liked them and we could have picked them five times in this draft and we chose them not, we chose not to each and every single time.
0: That's us every draft and every draft we're wrong. Mm. man you were quickly, nobody was hype about man you were quickly when we drafted him. We was mad we, that we didn't get Kyra Lewis or any other point guard who nah, would provide him more different.
1: excitement. It's different because uh, even though I knew Kyra would be good, uh, I was like, you, but I think quickly could be every bit as good as Kyra Lewis. I don't think the gap between them is that much is that much, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Me and you both were like, yo, Sharif Cooper is top twenty talent just off of what we could see. We didn't let the height scare us. We didn't let the shot scare us and the lot obviously, obviously, NBA GMs didn't value what we valued when we saw when we took a look at his tape. Because he fell all the way to forty-eight, they 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 were less scared of Jared Butler's potential issues with his heart and all that. They were less scared of that than they were of Sharif Cooper's height and shot, which leads me to be like, "Yo, did Sharif play all this wrong?" Because <laughs> you was like, "Yo, he." He's gonna get picked before bone he's gonna get picked after bones. That's disrespect. He got picked after bones in he got real picked life.
0: After everybody. <laughs> I couldn't. In believe real it, time. When Which I means saw to me, be- He wasn't a first round pick. I'm like, what's going on, yo? Are they that scared about his height?
1: Yeah. Like and, and but but it's more than that. They played this wrong. They had to have. They had to have played this wrong because leading up to the draft, I was I was like, yo, I don't really hear Sharif working out with too many teams. Yeah, I don't really... He didn't really do anything in the combine. He, like, he got measured, but then the measurement got taken away. And then he had that video where they were throwing balls at him and stuff like that, paused. And And he was hitting the shot and all that stuff, but they thought that that might have been enough along with what he did in college. And obviously, it wasn't. So... I think that's gotta be that's got that's gotta be taken into account. Like yeah, maybe he didn't do enough for teams in order to get picked higher. But it's also on the teams that didn't look at him. So I don't want to like Atlanta picked him. And the first thing that I thought was, yo, if we face Atlanta in the playoffs and Sharif Cooper is coming off the bench and he's killing us off the bench, I'm gonna be tight.
0: <laughs> you
1: wanna know why I
0: don't think about that? Mm-hmm. In the Porzingis draft, who did you want to draft? I don't remember. I remember vividly. I was to desperate draft? to draft Emmanuel Moutier.
1: <laughs>
0: That's I why after the draft, it's like, all right, maybe I'm bugging about Sharif Cooper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always find these prospects that I really love. When I really wanted Kevin Knox, we got Kevin Knox. I was so happy. Now look at us. Instead of the uh, OB last year, I wanted Devin Vassell. We'll see how that turns out so far. I'm not going to just judge it off of one year. We'll see how that how that works out. But I was I, like, in the Kevin Knox draft, I'm like, yo, I do not want Mikhail Bridges, bro. Like, he has no upside. I want to take a gamble on the, the dude from Kentucky that we, we never draft <laughs> in Kentucky. I, wanted, I want Kevin Knox. He can shoot, his jump shot is beautiful. I don't care about his motor. When he gets to the NBA, he'll figure it out just like every other Kentucky prospect does. Mm-hmm. We got Kevin Knox. Had a great summer league. I'm like, I told you. I told you. To everybody that, that had an ear. And anybody who doubted Kevin Knox online, I'm like, yo, Kevin Knox is the goods. Watch. Now, look. That's why we got to see how they, what happens. We can't just go off a summer league. We can't go off draft order. We can't go off anything. We got to see what happens because, I don't know, what just happened with my computer? Am I still here? You are. Yeah, it just kicked me out, but whatever. We just got to see what happens when they get to the NBA at this point because what we saw in college is not what we're going to see in the NBA. You'll see aspects. You'll see pieces of things that prospects had in college, but... It's been a long time since they've played a game in college, and it's been a long time since Quentin Grimes has played a game in college. And in this time, from the draft and all that, they've just been getting better. So maybe the things that we will see in the NBA is the things that they've been working on in this offseason, and I'm just looking forward to seeing
1: it. The only thing I'll say, I just looked at the 2015 NBA draft, which is... KP? The... the the KP draft. I, I obviously didn't do any kind of research going into that draft. I just was like, alright, whoever we pick, I'm just going to do some research and then I'm going to see if I how I feel about them. And we picked Chris Stapps everybody was confused. I'm like, I, okay, everybody's as confused as I am, so nobody really knows <laughs> who he is. I looked up some stuff on him. I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine with this pick. And at the time, it looked like a great pick. Once he went into summer league and once he started playing it seemed like a really great pick. Now, we're not going to talk about the fact that Devin Booker got picked at 13 in that same draft. Mouse. We're going to go- add 11. <laughs> we're going to completely ignore that. But Yeah, like I that's not a draft that I really did research on, so I wasn't I it wasn't, wasn't a great draft. I wasn't as upset that we didn't pick Moody because I I was like all right whatever this is also yeah like you said, that wasn't a great draft They're, I think that it was like okay outside of the top three guys, I don't I think I'm fine with whoever it is that we pick. Hopefully the Knicks pick somebody good. they picked kristaps so he ended up being good for a few years. this draft we're at 19 and 21 and I'm like, yo I think we could get somebody really good who could potentially be one of the best players at that spot. <laughs> And I still feel that way. I I think that it's, I think we could get an all-star at somebody who's, who was picked in the second round. And that's the kind of draft that this is. We don't know who's going to pop from this draft, but we think that somebody could. And we have guys who we didn't even speak on this. We got guys who I thought was going to go in the second round, got picked at 12 or whatever, whatever spot. San Antonio's picked. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs picked that. Yeah. Nobody was expecting Josh Primo to get picked in the top fourteen. I was shocked, and he and and he did, and that just goes to to just how chaotic. There were so many trades for this draft. This draft was just so chaotic because nobody knows how this is going to go. So you have to kind of do your research for this draft because. That's the only way that you can really have a heads up on okay well, this guy might be good. This guy has upside. This guy does it. I'm I'm not mad and I knew that no matter who we picked. I unless we picked somebody who unless we picked Josh Primo at 19. There was no way that I think that I could have been mad at what the Knicks did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at what the Knicks did. I'm not even mad that they traded out. I'm disappointed that in terms of the protections, I'm disappointed that There were guys that I think really have legit upside, but I understand why we didn't pick them at 19 and 21 and let other players pick, uh, other teams pick those players. I'm not really mad at anything the Knicks did. It's just also when every time that you come through the draft, when you pick, you have to hit and it's a, it is a crapshoot. It is a gamble. It's luck, all of that. But that's why you have all of these guys in the front office. That's why we have five, six guys making decisions up there so that when we get to draft time, we have all of the information about everybody and we pick the right guy. The, the Knicks need more than any other team in this league to hit in the draft and also hit in free agency and because we've been bad for so long and we've had such an uh, up and down trajectory in the lower end of the of the NBA. now nah, now. It's our time to act like one of the best front offices in this in this league. We don't have we don't have that luxury right now to miss. You well, know, the, let percentage, miss. the percentage of hit the percentage on of hitting on this draft. It needs to be greater than fifty percent, and I think it will be. But they hit in last year's draft they absolutely did but they need yeah. to keep it going until until we stop getting the hate that we've been getting like the, the it's not it's not easy to be the New York Knicks unfortunately it's not fair but that's the way it is so this front office has to it has to be held to a higher standard than any other front office in the league because if they're not and if they don't execute we're just going to get same old Knicks no matter what no matter you, yeah, we went to the playoffs. Yeah, we overdid expectations. Nobody cares about that right now. And in order for our respect to get back to the level that it was, the way it get, in order for the respect to get to the level where it needs to be, they have to keep doing what they've been doing. And the only way that we can say that they did is by hitting on 50% plus of this draft and next draft until we get that respect.
0: So, I feel like we got guys who are going to be able to help us immediately. And I
1: feel like we did I'm, too.
0: I'm never going to regret a pick like that, especially when we just came out the playoffs. If they have any chance of making us a better team in the playoffs, provide us better shooting, more consistent shooting, provide us better defense, more consistent defense. If that's what this front office sees as a great gelling piece that'll help Julius Randle, that'll help RJ Barrett perform better in the playoffs – I'm with it. Uh,
1: I think we're all drafted out Mm -hmm. right now. I can't think of anything else that from the draft in regards to what it is that I wanted to talk to talk about coming into this episode. Uh, We can get into some quick Olympic updates. Talk to me. So our boy Frank finally got on the court. Mm.
0: I haven't he, been able to watch any Olympic basketball. I need you to tell me everything was going on.
1: I mean I haven't been able to watch it either, but I have been keeping a tab on it. Okay. And I every game it seemed like, damn, Frank Still ain't come back. I hope that injury ain't bad. And he he finally played I forgot which team they played it France played against. But he got on the court and he played nineteen minutes. He only hit one shot, which was a three pointer. But as we all know with Frank, when he misses a lot of time, sometimes it gets him a little bit to get back into the rhythm of the thing. So I'm not too surprised, just slightly disappointed. Uh, Nano DeColo, rim. I think so. Nano DeColo started again. I think that starting spot was Frank's to begin with, but because Nano DeColo has been playing well at the start, I, I think that they're going to keep it that way, and Frank is now going to come off of the bench. But he got more minutes than Nano DeColo, even though Nano and even though Nando Colo hit all four of his shots. So it's probably just yeah. to ease him back into the lineup. It probably is. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes off the bench. I don't care as long as way. he's getting as long as he's getting that 20 minutes, which he got 19 minutes, as long as he's getting around that 19, 20 minute range. For France, I you know what? I'm fine. Just hopefully he strings strings together some good games so that if he does come back to this team. We have something to look forward to his. The Knicks have until tomorrow, I believe, to pick up. Is it to pick up? Yeah. To to give him the qualifying offer. Mm. If they don't give him the qualifying offer.
0: He'd be unrestricted. I
1: think, yes, I do believe that makes him unrestricted. There's the only way for him to be restricted. There's two ways for him to be restricted. They give him the qualifying offer this season, and he declines, which he's not going to do. He'll accept it. Mm -hmm. They give him the qualifying offer. He accepts it, and then next season, he'll be restricted. I don't see the Knicks offering him that qualifying offer, which means that he'll probably be unrestricted this offseason, which, judging from what we said last week, it's not really the terrible thing. Terrible thing, unless another team offers him seven million, eight million a year, I don't to which see it. he'll be, he'll be on that team next season. I don't see seven that. million ain't a lot of money. I don't see it either. But seven million ain't a lot of money, and I could see somebody say, "Yeah, let's roll the dice on Frank after what he did in the Olympics."
0: I don't see it. What's Luca doing? we Argentina out there.
1: Uh, so Luca, he's all right. He's playing okay. He's not showing anything crazy, which we I think we both predicted. Like he's not gonna go ball out and be that guy for Argentina. But if he did, then he would probably be the starting point guard, you know, or or have an opportunity of being a starting point guard. Yeah, Luca is who he is—a you know, flashy combo guard who can hit the three, who can make some flashy passes. I don't know how much to judge the, his performance in the Olympics on the way that Argentina plays or just how he plays. But he's not exactly doing anything. Argentina is near elimination and has to win against Japan, I believe, tomorrow if they want to make it into the quarterfinals. Okay. So he may be getting knocked out of the Olympics pretty quickly. If so, I think that means he'll be eligible for some league to play. So we maybe we'll see him in Summer League and see how he plays with NBA talent. Yeah, that's why I would rather see him. It's so hard to catch
0: Olympic basketball teams. They play early in the morning. They're playing on yeah. weird channels.
1: I mean, not for me. I I can always record it on my little thing. But, mm. <laughs> but I just haven't been doing that because it was just my baby's birthday. Happy birthday, Lucas and Layla. Happy <laughs> birthday. I wasn't able to make it. Yeah, we just celebrated that. So I definitely, even though it was playing, uh, because Ayaka was watching it, our dad Ayaka, he was watching the Olympics. I definitely missed everything when it came to men's basketball. Mm. So speaking of Summer League, Summer League is going to start for all 30 teams, August 8th to the 17th. Knicks could potentially have a lineup, including Emmanuel Quickly, Miles McBride, Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, and Jericho Sims. That's not a bad lineup. That is not. That could be a a bench lineup. That That could be the Summer League Championship lineup. It could be. Other potential members of the Summer League, Luca Vildoza, Uh Rokas Jokobitis. What else? Justin Patton, Uh Travis Reed, and Amir
0: Sims. mm, It's not a bad lineup as well. That's the backup five. Mm-hmm. Well, Rokas isn't going to play on a summer league team. He's going to he stay will. overseas. But Justin Patton, Travis Reed, Amir Sims—well, seems like prospects that can get into a rhythm and play together
1: off the bench. Where am I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. So, where we at? We at like an hour twenty? Uh, uh not even hour twelve. It's going to be shorter than that. We got a, we had a little quick episode. Yo. Anything you want to plug, French?
0: Hey, I want to plug. Oh. I want to unplug. <laughs> I forgot I forgot the normal saying I did, so I just said plug out. It didn't even make sense. Hey, if you want, <laughs> we could just, you know what I'm saying? Just snap it in the butt like that right there. Hey, if you're still listening, we're going to keep that between us.
1: <laughs> All right. I guess I'm also plugging out. <laughs> uh, listen, thank y'all for listening. Make sure to check us out on the YouTube. Appreciate y'all. If you, if, you, if you see us on the YouTube, you like what you see, make sure you like and subscribe. You'll find us on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., etc. et
0: cetera. We're going to start breaking the clips down just to make it a little more digestible, too.
1: All right. Make that a promise. Yup. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. We love y'all. Thank y'all. Peace. Peace. Yeah. That intro music was Broadway Boom by Gotti B, formerly known as Gotti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at The Nick's Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.